Thanks for tuning in to Roof Connections. This is a bi-monthly show discussing facility maintenance topics for anyone who works in the industry or has an interest in facility maintenance. My name is David Huval, and I'll be your host. In a new segment we're calling Meet the Members, I'll introduce you to the team at Supreme Roofing, an award-winning privately held commercial roofing contractor uh, based out of Dallas, but with the, who also has locations in New England, Colorado, and Oklahoma. Uh, today I'm joined by Senior Vice President Craig Rainey, uh, service manager Will Messer, and service scheduling manager Melissa Stafford. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. What did y'all think of the restaurant last night at Cash? It was good. That was good. It was good. Yeah. I've I've come up here in the last year and a half probably a dozen times, and I've wanted to go there every like every time I pass by there. It's like I need to eat there sometime. But that was pretty good fillet we had last night. Cash, it was cachet. good. Cachet. Cachet. Yeah. Cachet. Yeah. It's cash if you're in Little Rock. It's cash if you're anywhere else in the country. Yes. Joe Dirt, Joe Deerte, you know, fancy sub. You know, coming from Dallas, you know, it was pretty good filet. Yeah, it was pretty good. So, Well, to start, I'd like to go around the table and give each of you a chance to kind of introduce yourselves to the audience. So we'll start with you, Craig. I read that you actually started working at Supreme in high school. Can you tell the audience a little bit how you got your start in – how that where that path has led you yeah so uh you know my dad started supreme 32 years ago and i remember you know like any other roofer you know we'd be driving down the road and he'd go hey see that building we put the roof on it see that building we put the roof on it so i was like oh that's awesome so you know when i got to, to high school you know summertime looking to make a little extra money he was like well come on so i'd go to work with him in the morning and He'd be like, I'd be like, so what am I doing? Am I going to put the roofs on? He's like, no, you're going to go over there and you're going to count screws and put plates and <laughs> screws together. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool too. Yeah. You know, um, so I did that during high school, during the summer times, you know, do, you know, count inventory, putting screws and plates together. Um, and then went to, went to school in Alabama. Um, you know, the plan was to, you know, I got my finance degree. The plan was to, uh, you know, move to New York and, you know, do, you know, financing and, you know, stocks and all that kind of stuff. And uh, certain things happened about my sophomore year and uh, there were some rough times and I was like, hey, I'm coming home and, you know, going to work for the, you know, the family business. And he said, no, you're not. You're going to stay and get your degree. I didn't bust my ass my whole life for you to... Uh, drop out of school drop out of school yeah. and, and come to work you know i would love to have you if that's yeah. what you want to do it's like come see me in a couple of years when you graduate and we'll talk yeah yeah i, I didn't invest in you for nothing you know i'm gonna get my R, uh, roi yeah. you know if you ask him he's still waiting on it but you know that's <laughs> <laughs> we can agree, agree to disagree yeah um but you know so you know it was then that i go you know i'm coming home and working for the family business and it was the best thing that's ever happened to me because I couldn't imagine sitting in a cubicle crunching numbers or, you know, buying and selling stocks and investing my whole life. Cause you know, there's no, there's no interaction with people. There's no helping somebody. There's no, you know, helping ease somebody's pain. Yeah. So it's been great. So how long now have you been working there at, uh, out of, you, you've been in the Dallas office the whole time, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, so Let's see, 2006, since 2006. It's quite a while then. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a guesstimator, so that's... 14, 15 years. 15 years yeah. yeah. 
How about you, Will? Give or take. How long have I been at Supreme? Or just tell me, tell us a little bit about your, okay, uh, your background. Okay, so um, I've actually didn't come from the roofing industry before I was at Supreme. I grew up in the construction in- industry my whole life. Dad's been in it. My grandpa was in it. But I kind of came from a general contracting background. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had done that for about 10 years prior to coming to Supreme. But um, unfortunately, one of the bad things with new construction is it's really volatile with the, the economy. So when we had the uh, recession that hit in like the mid to late 2000s, um, it got to the point literally where there was no work and it got so bad that I actually went back into the uh, gym business, which I did in college. Mm -hmm. And um, I was doing personal training and I uh, sold some training to this guy that was an ex-Supreme employee. Mm -hmm. And he would come in and talk to him and he was like, hey, um, what do you think about coming to the roofing business? And I'm like, I don't know, it beats this, you know, sure, whatever. And um, so I came and interviewed with Craig and they kind of had me doing sales. Well, really wouldn't, I don't know if we really knew exactly what it was going to be, but we were trying to drive revenue through RAs. Started doing that and, you know, the guys were busy and they wouldn't bid. And they are like, I don't have time to bid it. And I'm like, man, I, I can do this. So started bidding the work, started selling the work. Um, kind of transitioned to that full time. And then... Um, once it was time for Craig to move on up, then I took his spot managing our service department. And that's been about eight years ago. So, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> that's how it progressed. Next now. month. Yeah. Wow. wow. I still remember the day that uh, you interviewed me in the old conference room. Yeah. So, time flies. Yeah. Now, Melissa, I've actually got a funny story about her. We we went to high school together, and when okay. I'm wait, funny story or kind of funny story, not generally about so her, about our her no, no, thank, unfortunately. I'm sure you've got uh, those. You're just not going to tell us on the podcast. <laughs> we did not hang out in high school. No, we were no, not we we went to uh, we both went to school in Lubbock at Coronado, and there were like probably 800 kids in our grade. And uh, I transferred over in like ninth grade, so I did. I would, all my friends were in different school districts, so I didn't hang out with anybody really from Coronado. So I didn't really know that many people except for the people I played sports with. But I do have roof, uh, the yearbook pictures. Yeah, that, that's what I'm getting to. Like Rude. I started working with with uh, her sister Mallory, and she'd come into the office and you know just to hang out and say hi or whatever. She's passing through or you know whatever. And one day she comes in with this yearbook. And I knew they were at Lubbock the same time I was, but I didn't know at the time that we'd gone to school together. She comes in with a yearbook with this picture of me. I think I had a, mm. a bowl cut. Yeah, and the like, chili bowl. Yeah, chili well, bowl. We did with, have a chili bowl back in the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks for that, by the way. Like 98. <laughs> it was a chili bowl. The butt cut. So when you started working at that company with my sister... I said, I think we went to high school together, and they didn't believe me, so I said, I, I have proof, so I brought the picture in, and then they wanted to blow it up and put it, I don't know, on a wall somewhere or on the website or something, just because he was new and they were trying to give him a hard time. Yeah, so uh, I know a little bit about your history, and they do, but why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your uh, how your history in construction or roofing and how, y'all got, how you got involved with Supreme. Okay, Uh so we moved from Lubbock uh, to Dallas in 2000 um, to uh, my father ran a distribution, uh, Carlisle Distribution Center. So I worked, uh, started construction working there. I was a service, ad, not service admin, but a account admin for DFW, San Antonio, Austin, Vegas, all the different uh, satellite offices, uh, ordering materials for larger jobs for roofing contractors. Um 
I had a couple of babies. The company ended up going under and, you know, we moved on. And uh, then I worked for a a few, a a smaller roofing contractor. And then I worked for a little bit larger one. And I worked for a national company, um, the same one with my sister and you, uh, just not in the same capacity. I kind of did a little bit of everything with that company. Um, And then... I went to Supreme, and I've been there for about two years. And your role as service scheduling manager? That is my, that's Technical, the moniker on the bottom of my signature, yes. Yeah. <laughs> she basically keeps everybody in line in the service department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went through such a expansive growth yeah. that we had to really start like dividing up some tasks that might have been handled by like, and add, you know, a service admin or service coordinator and an operations manager because it just got to be so overwhelming with the number of crews we had and everything that it literally takes, like, Melissa basically fielding these guys' calls all day, you know, coordinating everything they do all day just to keep the number of crews we have, you know, and making everything run smoothly. Yep. Going. Yeah. She wears many hats. Uh, I can imagine. <laughs> so, um, so, Tim Rady started Supreme Roofing over 30 years ago as a small operation in the Dallas market uh, doing service work for manufacturers, right? Yeah, running, uh, j- doing just warranty work for manufacturers 32 years ago. Wow. Well, fast forward to today, and uh, you've grown to be one of the largest contractors in DFW with uh, other branches in New England, like I said, uh, New England, Oklahoma, and Colorado, right? Denver? Yes, sir. Um, so... What has changed about the way Supreme handles their business today as opposed to when you started out? Or is it, do you, you handle it a lot the same? I don't think anything's changed the way that we handle business. Um, you know, it's still based on the same fundamentals of just making sure the customer's taken care of. Um, you know, it's, you know, just do what's right. You know, the, 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 the reason why, the reason why we've actually expanded so, you know, Dallas is our corporate headquarters. We moved to Massachusetts six years ago, then Oklahoma City, then Denver. And all of that was based on because customers were asking us, to, asking us, mm-hmm. you know. So that in itself speaks volumes, I think. Um, it's not so much that, hey, this is a booming economy over here. Let's open up an office and see if we can you know, reap the benefits of it. It's more or less, Hey, y'all are taking great care of us. You know, we got buildings over here. We got, you know, things going on over here. Do you have an office there? No. Well, if you did, we, you know, would love for you to, you know, take care of our facilities for us. Mm -hmm. So that in itself, it's, it's not, we're still doing business the same way we did 30 years ago. And I think that resonates with the customers because of the fact that it's more of a, I want to say ma and pa type feel, mm-hmm. but it's a ma and pa type feel. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you uh, call our headquarters and you actually get somebody answering on the phone. You're not getting a recording going press one, press two, press three. You know, if you know the extension, you know, enter it now. It's, you know, hello, Supreme Roofing. Thanks for calling. Yeah. How can we help you? Mm-hmm. So just a much more personal and yeah. I guess feel to uh, just the way you treat your customers and the relationships you build with them. 
Yeah, and in the, in the you know everything's so automate automated these days. It's nice to actually call and get an actual person on the phone. Oh yeah, I agree, hundred percent. So, you mentioned a second ago spreading out about your customers were wanting you to kind of uh, to take care of their needs in other parts of the country. Uh, I know that New England was one of the that was the first. Uh, the, was that the second branch y'all opened outside of Dallas? That was the second. So my parents are from. Massachusetts originally. Is it Chicopee? How do you say that? Chicopee. Chico- oh, yeah. duh. <laughs> Makes sense. Obvious. Chicopee, Massachusetts. So it's an hour and a half west of Boston. Okay. Um, so they're, they're from there originally. They're high school sweethearts. Yeah. Um, well, I know that when y'all opened that branch in, in New England, uh, y'all were already a, a founding member of Roof Connect. Um, and we needed help up in that area. Uh, so they reached out to Tim because they knew he wanted to branch out into that area anyways because that's where he was from mm-hmm. uh, was, how big of a factor do you think that was in him pulling the trigger on that or I think it's a huge factor because us opening an office in Massachusetts um, was kind of a no-brainer for for Tim because you know he was born and raised there he you know knew that there was a need for it and he's always wanted to you know replicate the success he had in Dallas in his hometown so you know it was a perfect opportunity for him to go go home per se mm-hmm. and uh you know help give back to the community you know and start an office up there um, well i mentioned earlier supreme was the original founding member of roof connect uh, can you tell the audience what are some of the advantages of working with a national group like roof connect i can tell you know we actually i brought this up last night when we were mm-hmm. having dinner with david and um you know, at the time we were going through it with Roof Connect, I didn't see it then, and I thought it was really a pain, some of the stuff we were having to do and learn. Um, but we learned how to handle, through y'all, really big portfolios, mm-hmm. and we learned how to document really good, because you have to with national accounts. Yeah. But we've kind of taken that, you know, and, and spread it to all of our business. And, uh, you know, one of the things we're really good at, you know, that we do service-wise is service you know, large portfolios. And I kind of attribute this, you know, learning through Roof Connect how they did that, uh, how we were able to do that. I mean, we've had actually people reach out to us and say, hey, we, we want you all to put a maintenance plan together for us. And it was kind of like, you know, they just heard we, you know, I mean, kind of the blue type thing. But um, I, I think that experience is how we learned how to do that. And obviously, you know, the way we document um, all of our leaks and pitch, you know, everything we do that, puts us in a position to be able to communicate with the customer and also, you know, document if there's, you know, a callback or what, whatnot. We learn that through working through Roof Connect. So it's been a, it's been a good experience and really helped us expand the rest of our business as well. Yeah. I think that's pretty similar across the industry. Uh, you get local contractors that want to work with these national customers and they get in and they don't realize all the, the different, uh, you know, the documentation and the portals and everything else that they have to, they have to use to be able to work with these clients. You know, and every single one of them is different and they want a different, a different form filled out or a different way to do this, or mm-hmm. this is how you need to phrase things. Every single one of them is different. It's just like the portals. Every single one of them is different in the way you do things in them. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Yeah. But the funny thing is just as you think, you know, it all, <laughs> you learn something new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you go, you know what? Why weren't we doing this? Yeah, it's always you can always find something out of it. You can pull back and and, and turn it in internally. And how can we use this same process here? 
Yeah. And some of it feels like a slap in the face, duh type moment. Like, yep. why haven't we been doing this uh, forever? Why haven't we been doing this? <laughs> yeah. Why haven't we been taking before and after photos? How come we haven't been, you know, walking the roof and going, okay, this is a, this is a potential, you know, issue for the customer in a, you know, six months or, you know, a year. Why don't we document it and send it to them and go, Hey, you want, you might want to look out for this because, you know, with the weather change, especially in Texas where you're going 30 degrees, you know, in the morning time and, you know, in the afternoon, it's 90 degrees. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get all that expansion contraction. You're going, you might want to look out for this caulking and, you know, everything else. You know, it's a potential issue. I feel, I feel like we need to drive home the point that even though we've been in business for 32 years, you know, we're always learning something new. And it's a lot of that comes from Roof Connect and, you know, how we look at things and going, oh, well, yeah, well, this, this should, this should be the way to, this should, this should be the rule, not the exception. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has been driven because of, you know, RAs and stuff that's Roof Connect, Roof Connect driven. Yeah. Well, I think the other good thing too, you know, is you get to talk with the contractors that are in other markets. So you, you can kind of have a little more open discussion with them because yeah. they're not really a, a competitor of yours, yeah. but you kind of, get, you know, and you can find out from, you know, like, Hey, what are the, what are they doing? You know what I mean? Cause they're talking, you are talking to a lot of contractors, but you, I don't necessarily know. I would have those discussions with like, you know, people that are our direct competitors, but we can kind of get some best practices from, you know, other markets and they're doing stuff different. You know, so it's, it's helpful getting that knowledge, you know, from one central point that pulls it all together. So, you know, I'll say, just kind of expand on that. You know, when, when I first started out working with Roof Connect, and I think Supreme did too, like, you know, everything we had to do was so over the top and above and beyond what we were normally doing. But the industry's changing. So that's kind of become the norm now with almost everybody you deal with, mm-hmm. not just Roof Connect. So I think it kind of positioned, we were way ahead of the curve, like, cause everybody else, you, you're having to do that, you know, regular customers, they got portals. I mean, they got special paperwork, but when we first started doing Roof Connect, I mean, it was like this whole other animal all on its own. And we didn't have to do any of that kind of stuff, but it definitely helped us get way ahead of the curve with our competitors, you mm-hmm. know, cause that's just, we're used to doing it. That's what we do. Yeah. I can tell a difference in the last eight years from when I started in roofing, the the amount of contractors we had that would fight about having to take before and after photos and, you know, getting that invoice and everything submitted within a certain amount of time and just everything, all the restrictions you have to have. But now they're using it with their local customers too because they started offering these other things to them and that they didn't even know that they should be asking for. So it's kind of elevated the entire, like, their, their portfolio of, of customers, it's elevated their business. It, it makes us appear more professional. First off, that's always a good thing. Uh, it's elevated, uh, just the, the expectations of the customers about who they're dealing with. I think, um, uh, I had another point, but I forgot it. <laughs> you know, I think the technology has been a big thing too. <clears throat> I was going to ask about, that. you know, I mean, what was it? I think four or five years ago is when we first started buying those iPhones for the field guys. And I had a lot of people tell me, you will never make this happen. Mm-hmm. And um, every one of the guys does it and they all do it. And the guys that they told me would never do it and are the worst, or, I mean, could, are probably the most consistent. Exactly. The, you know, and that's the funniest thing, but I had our old operations manager, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your money. I'm not going to train them. They can't do it. There's no way they're never going to do it. 
And um, we started out with one guy and he was doing it and the rest of them weren't. And they started getting jealous. They're like, hey, why does he get it and I don't? <laughs> and then we just started rolling it out to her. And now they all do it. They get the updates. They're showing us how to do, you know, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. but it has automated the process so much. I mean, we used to have a, a second admin that did nothing but like move pictures and deal with all the data and type in notes in the work orders because they were on paper and, you know, and scan stuff in. And, you know, now I'm getting that information like in real time, uh, customers calling me, I'm like, hold on, let me look. And I, I know what they did when, you know, while they were on site, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's a big benefit to the customers, just that bit of technology, you know, being able to have real time information. Yeah. It does help when they do have operation stuff, they get, they can FaceTime and the, and they can talk to our operations manager at the office and he can look on site exactly what they're doing and tell them, okay, this is the way we need to go. Yeah, that's been huge. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I, I kind of miss the, uh, old sound of the print boss. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we did the, uh, the carbon. Yeah. Yeah. Carbon yeah, boss. yeah. Carbon yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's been one, that's been one of the coolest things is, is, watching since I've been at Supreme going from, you know, disposable cameras to digital and then teaching, you know, the techs how to, you know, plug in the camera, download your photos from the camera to the computer, and then going from that to where we are now, where we are now with with phones and and apps and, Mm -hmm. you know, checking in the work order, you know, taking your photos while they're on the roof. And it's been, it's been pretty cool. It's been pretty cool. Are y'all using any kind of newer technology as sort of like drones or anything like that, that those have kind of, those have gotten big in the last two or three years, especially I feel like, but is anything else y'all are using that uh, newer technology? Well, let's see last, you know, so when I first got there, we had data for We didn't really know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. We had it. We knew we had to use it with roof connect, but, um, you know, I think it was kind of looking what Roof Connect was doing with Dataforma because they're probably the biggest user. When I really started looking into it, I kind of like replicated a lot of the things they were doing to figure out how to use it. But when we really got engaged with Dataforma in our service department is when we started really seeing a big increase in what we were able to do with the people we have and uh, get more done and uh, by utilizing Dataforma. And then last year we... You know, as far as the technology goes, we implemented a um, a tracking system that has QR codes for all of our tools, yeah. and it has Bluetooth monitors on it for all the big tools, and we track all of our... Uh, to make sure nothing goes missing from the shop. Or- yeah, and they can actually go on the app, and you know, my shop guy, when he does truck inventories, uh, he goes next to that truck, and he hits inventory, and it tells him everything's supposed to be on the truck, and he goes and scans codes on it. And then it sends him an email after that and it says, hey, this this tool, this was accounted, this was accounted, this was missing. Um, we, we also use it to track all the, uh, you know, the material in our warehouse. Uh, you know, this summer, I think we did three small roofs that we had all the material. We didn't, have, we didn't have to buy anything for it in service. And typically, we would have always bought more material and never used that material. But because we know exactly down what's in that warehouse like down to the screw we know what we've got and they're checking it out every day so that's been a big plus um you know the gps technology you know we've put that on our trucks um thought the guys were going to be a little bit nervous about it you know but haven't really fought it but you know i've noticed improvement in their driving um 
Yeah, if they know they're being watched, they'll drive safer. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. got a feature. They get a report card every week. So every Friday, it sends us a report card, and they get a grade, and we know, and it, it kind of gives some parameters based on speeding, aggression. So just all those technology things have really, you know, kind of helped us manage and grow the, our service business. So. Yeah. I see that a lot, uh, even if it's not the technology being used on the roof and aspects like that around the, the warehouse, you know, tracking tools, materials, a uh, lot. It's that, the push for, you know, GPS and vehicles and, and you know, monitoring. Uh, there's a, you, you can even, you know, use the GPS in the trucks to check in and check out now with certain apps. Uh, so it knows when your guys are on site, exactly when they got there, you know, things like that. It's uh it's made, I think that's another thing. It's raised the professionalism of the industry. So, Well, that's going to wrap it up for the show this week. Uh, if you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear discussed on future episodes, shoot me an email uh, at david.huval at roofconnect.com. That's david.huval, H-U-V-A-L, at roofconnect.com. Also, if you like today's show, please take a moment and give us a like and review on iTunes or Spotify and share it on social media. This is a brand new podcast, and it really helps us out when you spread the word. Also, if you're listening to this podcast, I want to let you know that we do record these episodes and post them to our YouTube channel. Uh, You can just search Roof Connections Podcast and you should be able to find us. So uh, until next time, I'm David on the behalf of Craig, Will, and Melissa. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks.